Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so happy to bring you this sparked podcast episode today. We have got one of my very close friends and the beautiful Charlotte Pointeau. She is a wild feminine cycle coach. And recently, as we've just been talking on the podcast before we hit record, International Coach of the Year. She is or how I first met her was she was actually my accountability buddy in our very first mastermind with our coach Ellie Swift and I think we were just so happy that we got paired with each other we hit it off from the get-go just going deep (laughs) from the moment that I think we first started sharing voice messages with each other over WhatsApp I think I'd shared oh gosh some of my deepest darkest fears with her and limitations and also shared my dreams and you know we just found that we had so much in common I at the moment that I got paired up with Charlotte I had a five-month-old at the time so that was a little hazy and I was in this kind of interesting place where I felt like deeply in my feminine after you know recently giving birth and being still deep in the in the crux of breastfeeding and all of those all of those fun times yet working in a business and working in a way that was still like really reliant on my masculine so really showing up in the only way that I really knew back then which was to to push and achieve and you know get things done and go, 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 go. And so I was, yeah, in a really interesting place of balancing that feminine and masculine within me. And so when I got paired with Charlotte and learned that she's got three kids and recently a little puppy, (laughs) she's amazing. I just remember being in absolute awe of this just incredible powerhouse And she, it was just the most perfect and, you know, divine pairing and timing because she got me started in really understanding the lunar cycle, like the moon cycles, which I literally did not know anything about back then. So I've come a long way in my journey and menstrual cycles and how the different cycles of nature and our beautiful big, you know, mama earth and world, how they can, how those cycles can play a part in helping us, you know, live the biggest life that we want to live and, and achieve our dreams and more. And, you know, as a driven high achieving type myself, you know, there was something that, you know, really, really appealed to me in being able to, you know, harness the power of my cycles to not only achieve more, but to also, you know, have permission to rest more. And the moment that I realized that I I didn't have to be on all the time, that I didn't have to be my masculine do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve all the time, that I could actually have like beautiful moments of space in my cycle where I let myself 
you know, actually rest and um, dream and journal and meditate, I, I just felt like something was really awakened within me and it just gave me this permission to be all of me. And so I was so, so excited to bring Charlotte onto the podcast. I've had lots of questions from my audience about cyclical living and, you know, lots of my audience are mamas in business trying to balance all the beauty of life and their feminine and their masculine and, you know, raise kids and, you know, lead teams and work in businesses. So, that was a really, really long intro, but you, you can tell that I'm so excited to bring you on board, Charlotte. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Emma, my love. That was incredible. And um, oh, it's so exciting to be here with you. Oh, oh I love you. You're amazing. Oh, I, love, I you love what you have created. And I love that you just shared your story and your that like how we met and what you learned and how you've used that for yourself as well so you know in so much detail because I'm I'm so excited to hear that for you that's just so cool well that's the really cool thing as well is you know I know that we've shared a lot with each other through whatsapp voice messages <laughs> yeah. at the um you know late at night obviously like on or quite often when the kids have gone to bed and well, I think we've shared so much, but one of the things that I was reflecting on is I'm not sure if I've actually got to hear, you know, the heart of your story, like what actually got you into doing what you do mm. and, you know, what, what actually sparked you starting a business which focuses on you know, helping women embody their wild feminine. Are you? Can you kick us mm. off with telling us a bit about your story and your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So it feels like there's a couple of parts to it because there's the story of why I created a business and then the story of why I came to do this this cycle work. Um, so the, the, the answer to the first one is I, I had become a mother I'd got two kids and I really didn't want to go back to work after Matt leave, basically. <laughs> I was like, yep. this is soul destroying. I don't care. I'm doing work that I don't really feel like I'm not playing to my strengths. It feels like a struggle. I'm being asked to do things that are outside of the scope of my job. Um, it's a a sector like it's just not to my strengths it's like how did I end up here like I kind of found myself just flowing from job to job and taking whatever opportunities came along when I came to Australia so I've been here 10 years now back in the UK I had the, my most favorite job I've ever had except for of course working for myself because that is hands down I just feel like I'm living the dream but I used to work at a university and I after I'd been backpacking, I took this casual job and it was one of those moments where I just landed in this casual job and then they're like, you're amazing. Somebody's vacating. We actually want you to apply for this job. And it was as a trainer and facilitator to do workshops on soft skills and um, to help students at uni transition out of uni into life um, and to kind of appreciate their skills and their purpose and their to see their brilliance and what they had to offer and I was I had no experience in this I was about 22 it was my first proper 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 job and it's like what am I doing here I can't do this basically they could just see something in me and they just really pushed me and I went from being absolutely terrified of being in front of a group the idea of standing up and leading a group was just terrifying completely yeah. but I you know it was a topic I could really get into I was only a few years older than the students as well you know 18 19 20 year olds and there's me at 22 so it's quite funny really um and basically I just discovered that I had this real passion and real skill um and I just loved it I got to create programs I created all these um 
these workshops and these exercises and like this full curriculum for these these students to do and then because it was a government funded job um the government changed the funding dried up and phil who was my he's now my husband but he's australian and we were in england um and when the recession hit he's like oh, i really just want to move home to australia <laughs> i was like ah oh, that's interesting I was well up for moving to australia but i i had loved this job i was a bit devastated when i came here i just found nothing even remotely similar so i just took different jobs in education which i can look back now and see how they all formed you know the different threads that have woven together to bring me where I to where I am now but at the time it just felt like I was doing jobs I hated to be honest um so yeah the real fire came after I had my second baby I didn't want to go back to work or do something I don't care about like you know I spent seven years bouncing around places just like going I, I hate this like next um yeah. So how I came to do cycle work was the women. I first started off coaching mums because that's where I, you know, I was a mum with young children and I was pregnant and I was really passionate about sacred self-care as well was something that I was, was guiding women through and, you know, self-care has become such a cliche, but making it sacred and making it, um, meaningful and personal and, practical but like honoring of of you as a woman you know in all all senses of you not just so that you can be more productive or be a better mum like so you can be a nourished woman yourself and my clients were bringing started bringing cycle awareness to me they were saying oh i'm at this part of my cycle and i'm feeling like this and i've been reading this book and it's talking about you know having these different inner seasons and i'm going oh yeah like (laughs) what's this this is really interesting Mm -hmm. um and i just quickly went down this rabbit hole of oh my god and i actually being pregnant and breastfeeding for years hadn't had a menstrual cycle for quite a while and prior to having my first daughter my first baby I had been on the pill for years and years since the age of 16 on and off. And so I had no cycle to kind of compare to what were what clients were telling me, what was in the books. And so I found this way of working with the moon cycle and the seasons and looking at these rhythms and how it can still guide us, especially when I didn't have a cycle, you know, an menstrual cycle is very defined. It's a real dominant cycle. If you have a cycle, then you have very clearly four seasons in four weeks for, for almost like little personalities um, yeah. that come out each. Can you talk to us month. a little bit about those four? Yeah. So yeah it's it's absolutely fascinating the first book i ever read was actually called four seasons in four weeks and so what it is is your hormones change across your menstrual cycle it starts off with your period and then you when your period ends you have um this egg is ripening in your ovaries and then in the middle of your cycle that is released and that's called ovulation and that's the fertile time then you've got your premenstrual phase which is when that egg is basically decaying if you didn't conceive ready for your next period so it's this cycle that goes round and round and round and you know all the talk is is about managing blood right and there's not much awareness of the fact that actually there's a whole lot going on within you and so one of the ways that it's been made kind of easy for people to understand but also goes back to the way that ancient cultures have always lived you know so in connection with the earth seasons you know it's like you've got these inner seasons so your bleed is your inner winter and if you think about what winter's like it's dark it's cold but it's very like internal like you're you're inwards you don't go out as much you're kind of um you know it's that hibernation phase in nature when you know animals are 
um, and plants are dormant and you know, there's no new life. It's, it's like that. So, you know, that's the quality that you have in your body when you're bleeding, you know, and it can be really easy in our culture to try and push on and override that and still kind of show up and be outwards and get shit done. Yeah. But really your nature, because of your hormones, it's pulling you inwards. Mm. So it's like you're having this in a winter. Mm. So if you can kind of honor that, you know, just notice next time you have your period, like, do you actually feel like you do need to rest more? You're a bit more sleepy. You might be a bit more vague or a bit more dreamy. You might, it might be harder to sit down at your desk and kind of go right then, what have I got to do? Or even show up and talk to hold space for clients. Um, you know, parenting can be different. I, I've got so much less energy at this time. It's like when I just want to kind of curl up and, like I'm like oh watch another TV show before bed I don't care I just need to kind of lie here for a minute <laughs> yeah yeah um you know adventure days are not not on the agenda mm. so that's yeah the winter and all the clues are in this you know in the earth season so the next one is spring and this is when your blood has stopped and your hormones are, are rising and so your energy rises and it's gearing you up to for this ovulation and yeah so it's like a spring when new life is forming you know the light is growing new plants and life and you know animals are being born like everything's coming back to life it's like that so you feel like you're coming out of this kind of winter phase and you know there might be some excitement there about spring and like coming back out into the world and having the energy and capacity to be more present and productive um and you know, lots of people, people experience this differently. Some people have a really smooth time. Some people have, find it quite a clunky time. It all kind of depends on how well you've rested in your winter phase and how you, you know, whether you're somebody who quite likes to be slow and steady or actually whether you're, if you're an extrovert, you might just be really raring to go and find that slowness in your bleed time quite hard. So yeah, that's the, that's what the spring's about. And then after that, you've got summer. So this is the ovulation. And this is when your energy is at its highest and your hormones are at its highest. It's all peaking. Um, you know, it's also like the full moon if you bring in the moon. So bleeding time is like new moon. It's it's dark. Full moon is, is like the summer ovulation time because, you know, everything's, you know, like it's a stronger energy. It's a peak energy. Mm. So it's it's when you feel like, the time to go out you want to be out yeah you want to be out (laughs) in the world you want to be connecting you want to be showing up like things can feel effortless like it's it's extrovert season so yeah you know if if you're introverted this can be kind of hard um it can you know you might not want to be like outwards so much you might be kind of resisting it but it's got a real um you know there's some real strengths to this you know they say there's nothing so attractive as an ovulating woman and you know her charm and and magnetism it can be really powerful um if you if you work with that um but yeah it can bring up it can bring up challenges as well so it depends on you know how you how you feel about um this energy within your body um after that naturally you've got autumn so premenstrual phase is autumn it's when you know it's getting darker again colder again you're getting ready to go back inwards autumn is when the leaves are falling off the trees and everything um you know is starting to decay and compost and you know seeds are being formed ready to you know for, for next year and the animals are gathering food to overwinter and that's really the quality of what's going on in your body and your psyche in this time it's letting go wrapping up and preparing to bed down for winter which you know in our culture which values productivity and the masculine and if you're somebody who is really comfortable in your masculine energy this can be a bit of a shit show for some people where they just feel like it's really hard to let go and slow down. No, I don't want to and I'm not ready or I can't, I, I can't rest. If I if I take a step out of life, parenting and business, 
who's going to pick up the pieces yeah so you know that if you've gotten little support in with any areas of your life this can be really really challenging if you don't have um that inbuilt kind of support to you know or structure or whatever it is whether it's in relation to parenting um you know work or that kind of pressure you put on yourself to keep going I think, um, sorry to jump in there Charlotte, yeah no I think, um just to add add a little something and um expand a little bit on what I said at the start I mean I think the the biggest obstacle for me and no doubt a lot of um a lot of my listeners uh for those high high achieving or high performing driven you know leaders and and business owners I I often find that one of the biggest blockers is ourselves mm-hmm. and our our own expectations of ourselves and as I was saying before I feel like the biggest piece for me that was so freeing and that gave me such a great sense of peace was recognizing that by living in these cycles, it was giving myself permission to rest at the times that I needed to rest. Mm -hmm. Knowing that if I did rest, that, you know, when summer or ovulation came along, I I knew that I was, it's highly likely I was, I'm going to be at 150% um, capacity. You know, I'm going to be able to perform at a much higher level than um, some of my other seasons and that that's okay as well. I don't have to feel guilty about, you know, really showing up and, and delivering and, and really working as much as I wanted to work, knowing that I've got a time to rest so I can, I can really rest in that time of rest. And so I just feel like for someone like me, it took a lot of the guilt out of the picture of needing to be a particular way and that I could just live in tune with what my body wanted and needed of me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing because it's so true. I think, you know, if you're somebody, like you say, you're used to working really hard, you know, the long days, maybe working into the nights, um, really delivering you know, super high quality, high touch service to clients, you know, maybe you're somebody as well who, um, you know, values your social life and, mm. you know, it has children as well. And you're being pulled outwards a lot. And there's a lot that you're, a lot of energy that you're giving to other people and other things. That's not sustainable if we, if we operate in this nine to five, oh, yeah. I say nine to five, nine to five plus, kind yeah. of this capitalist culture that we live in where it's you show up the same every single day there's no yeah. excuses for not doing that you've got to perform produce deliver and yeah. it's expected of you that's not sustainable i actually don't think that's sustainable for men but it's certainly not sustainable for a woman or a person with um a menstrual cycle because to be sustainable you have to factor in the rest yeah and I love what you said there about like it takes the guilt away of like when you do want to to work hard and push yourself you're doing that at the time when your body feels capable of doing that and it feels easy and effortless because you what you're what you're putting in you you're getting out like it's effective use of your energy because if you're trying to push on in your premenstrual phase or your bleeding phase you're putting it so much in but you're not going to get the quality out either and that's what's most likely going to lead to burnout right totally yeah if you don't rest and reset you you burn out and you you, um can get you know you can really upset your menstrual cycle and your therefore your overall health as well (laughs) Can you just taking a little mini step back, because I feel like this is a super important um, point to note. Can you speak a little bit about like the different difference between a man's cycle and a female cycle and um, how that's maybe, you know, started to play a part in how our working world has been structured? Yeah, so it's a great question. So men physiologically, I think of them as being like the sun. So, you know, like, yes, there's some seasonal variation, but on the whole, the sun rises in the morning, it peaks at midday, and then it starts to 
set until the evening and then you've got the night time so it's roughly the same pattern like pretty much the same pattern every single day all the time like that doesn't change yeah like a 24-hour cycle yeah 24-hour cycle so we're like the moon um if you've got um you know female physiology um whether you actually have a menstrual cycle or not like if it's missing for any reason then your hormone or pattern like yes we've got this daily cycle because we all wake up and function in the day and go to bed at night but we've also got this other rhythm which is this monthly rhythm and you know if you look at what the moon does like it rises an hour later every day an hour and a hour and a bit and it's so it sets an hour or so later every day so that means that full moon the moon is rising over the horizon at dinner time whereas at a new moon it's actually rising in the morning so you know like it's it's changing it takes a whole month to go around and get back to its original starting point the moon and then obviously we can see you know how much of the moon we can actually visibly see changes as well you know it gets it's it's in full shadow at new moon and then it's in full illumination at full moon you know and it's it's a little bit different every day for for 28 29 days we are much more like that so you know we we do differ we can't our hormonal profile is changing all the time every day and so that means that we are a little bit different no, than we were, you know, the previous day and our, our energy, our mood, our capacity, our superpowers, like what comes most easily to us at any time that that changes and our vulnerabilities are different as well. So, um, but your question about work life is, yeah, that's much more, um, built around this 24 hour cycle. And it goes back to the industrial revolution as well, when people were, um, you know, basically started leaving the countryside to go work in the cities and operate all the machines and work in these factories, these workhouses, particularly in the part of the world where I came from in in England. Um, And it was all about like mass production, cheap labor, um, you know, and women and children had to work in these terrible conditions. And it was about just like that. This is actually the basis of our Monday to Friday work week now, um, where it all came from. So it's just about like getting the absolute maximum out of, you know, a human being as a, as a, as a resource really as possible, um, you know, and then I'll have a couple of days to kind of rest so that we don't you know you don't keel over um and we're still living in a culture that you know it's it's so how can not far from that yeah how can uh and and i mean men no doubt can probably take some incredible tips from this as well but focusing more so on females here how how can women get started in I guess starting to work with their cycles Mm. in a in a world that has been created based on that 24 hour nine to five cycle like you know is it about scheduling like using your your monthly schedule in your diary to really create more pockets of rest during those times of winter or is there is there something else that we could do to start to um, work with our cycles a bit more in that way? Yeah, definitely. So the first thing that I would say is that you need to start to chart your own menstrual cycle. And what charting is, is it's not just going, oh, I've got blood on these days, like my period. It's about going, okay, so if this is my period, that's my winter and then kind of counting forward. So, you know, getting to know when your different seasons are. And really just every day you can make a note of how do you feel, like what feels like it might be your strength? What do you feel is like a vulnerability? 
And what did you need to support yourself? That can be a really profound practice because once you know what these things are, you can work with it. So if you are a business owner, um, it's much easier to do than if you're in employment because it's really about breaking the rules and making your own rules that, that you know, choosing to honor yourself. You can do it, of course, if you're in, a, if, if you're in employment, but um, the best way to do it is to start to map out your work and life around your monthly cycle. So not using the calendar as such, but instead looking at, you know, each distinct menstrual cycle. So the start of a cycle is the first day of your period. The last day of a cycle is the day before your next period. And then trying to work out, you know, so your winter phase is really about not doing client work or not doing anything that's like requires full presence for a long time. Um, it's more about look like planning out the future cycle. So, you know, ideas, projects, what do you think that you're, you, you know, you might be focusing on this cycle and choosing the priorities for the month. So instead of, you know, can you ease back a little bit and pick your priorities? Um, and then what you're doing is everything else as much as you can that, you know, some things might wait until the next cycle, some things might be urgent and you have to do them this time, but you can start to take them through this menstrual cycle. And, you know, I share a lot more on, you know, what the strengths of, of each uh, phase of these cycles are and the creative process and the business process for working with your cycle. Um, what, what, what the real approach to that is, but to get started, I would really, yeah, note where you are in your own cycle, start to look at how you can work more cyclically, definitely factoring in, you know, the pockets of rest, like you said. So, you know, how you, how you experience your period, that winter phase, that will set you up for success in the whole of the rest of the cycle. If you don't adequately take that slow time in your period, you're not going to get that high energy and that kind of, you know, peak productivity later on. Um, so, you, you know, you can remember that your your winter phase is, is for visioning, like ideas, potential. Your spring is for um, planning, making lists, starting to, to take action. Your summer is a great time to deliver whatever it is that you're you're doing and working on to create, to express, to be with people. So using that charm and that magnetism that you have to be out with clients or um, you know, to be with family or to be showing up. And then the autumn time is not about starting anything new. It's about wrapping up an evaluation. Mm. And so honoring that, trusting that there is time for everything in the cycle. The cycle is a whole complete closed loop everything has its own place and you're not going to miss out and there is time if you can trust it and work with it then you will flourish you'll feel better you'll be more productive more creative everything will be more effortless and more pleasure filled and you'll definitely be much more in a place of flow very good bit of an overview for you there very good that's so beautiful so beautiful and even just thinking of um just thinking through what might be going through the minds of, you know, someone who might be in a workplace right now who doesn't have as much um, freedom perhaps mm -hmm. um, yeah. to live these different cycles. You know, it could be as simple as just starting with when when you've mapped your cycle and you're starting to get a bit of a feel for, you know, when winter and, and summer might play out for you is knowing that it gives you permission to perhaps say no to that calendar invite that gets sent through that you don't have to be at you know mm. if you're if you're an optional um attendee if you're going through a winter or you know that you're due to go through a winter in a week or two you know if you can look ahead in your diary and start to get a feel for where your cycle starts to play out it kind of like just gives you permission to go you know what 
maybe that's a time that I don't have to say yes to everything and I don't have to be that overachiever. Perhaps when it's my, when it's my next summer or my next ovulation, you know, that's the time that if I'm feeling like it, I can stretch myself. So perhaps if you're in a, in a job, it could, it could start from as simple as that place is just giving you permission to not say yes to everything. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And if, you know, I think if you are in employment, like it can feel like you're, you know, you might not be able to share this with your team or you might, you know, this might be more of an inwards personal practice for you, but having that awareness as well, if you're feeling like you're under pressure to, Mm. um, you know, perform and deliver and you're just looking at it going, that is not the time in my cycle for me to be doing those meetings. Can I push yeah. meetings back or forwards? Yeah. Amazing. Or if you're, you've got a deadline that's going to land in your bleed time. Yeah. Or even just afterwards, you know, is there a way that you can use that summer, even autumn energy to really get it done mm-hmm. beforehand? So you can give yourself that space, you know, like prioritizing that instead of going, Oh, like I've still got time, I'll just get it done. Yeah. Um, you know, like really kind of giving yourself space, using that awareness to, you know, even if, if you if, even if you can't communicate this with your with your team, but it's something that you're able to work with. Um, you know, it might mean having lunches by yourself when you're yeah. needing that that downtime, or you know, if you've got to do things that you just can't avoid, then then it's. It, what it's about is checking in with yourself okay I have to do these things that's going to expend quite a lot of my energy so what do I need to do around that to buffer myself what's Maybe. the balance if I give there what am I taking back for myself around it so good so good thank you so much now I would love to know like what at the heart of it what's the what's the the big purpose or the, the mission for your business? Like what, what's the impact that you want to make through the work that you do? Mm. Yeah, it's such a good question. So, you know, touching on what I shared earlier on, like I've, yeah, I've been somebody who has like been completely disconnected from myself and distrusting in myself and second guessing and just never feeling enough not knowing why I'm feeling the way I do and, um, you know, having to really learn about my body at the age of, you know, 30 when I was looking at conceiving. Um, I just don't think it's good enough for one thing. It's not good enough that we are, you know, all those years I spent as well, like trying to um, like override myself to fit in and to um, succeed just really took such a toll on me. So, you know, one of the other things I do is that I I teach um, children, I teach girls about um, their cycles and their bodies so that they are growing up from a place of knowledge and confidence and self-empowerment. And, you know, if they can have this beautiful relationship with their body and with themselves and welcome all aspects of themselves you know because we tend to just like the shiny productive um you know charming version of ourselves, and we disconnect and and don't like the part of us that you know might have you know a, a a different mood or less energy or you know doesn't feel as accepted in the world i really want people to know that it's you know, especially as, as women, as cyclic beings, we, there's so much value and, and magic and purpose and worthiness and just, just amazingness in all that we are, in all these parts of us, in all these unloved parts of, of us as well. Yeah. You know, it's how people have always lived. And I think that we just need to return to this cyclic way of, of living and, and loving ourselves and doing business and relating instead of completely burning out and, um, you know, and just getting through, I think this, you know, it's, it's, it's time we stopped doing that and we reclaimed, um, you know, who we really are and, and like our, our birthright actually. Really of us. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so that's, that's, I really care about that. And, Amazing. you know, helping women to have the confidence and the, the self-belief and the sovereignty and the support, the sisterhood support as well to be able to be mums and um, business owners or, you know, career women or whatever we want to do with our lives instead yeah. of feeling like there's this constant hustle and um, guilt necessary that's just part of it. Actually, it doesn't need to be, but we it does require us to stand up in our power and say no to what we don't want to do and how, you know, what we don't want to feel and to mm -hmm. reimagine our life. And I believe and I see very clearly that the cycle can really help us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I so hear that. And I can so relate to so much of what you're saying. I feel like, um, I mean, I can only speak from my personal experience, but the piece that was so impactful for me was, you know, just so much permission giving to myself mm. not not that we need to give ourselves permission but there there is a piece of us that feels like we need to yeah. and so being able to work with nature's cycles which is so much bigger and more powerful than us right and that help us realize you know just how small we are in the scheme of things and that if we work with the the cycles that nature and our beautiful world intended for us that, you know, can really, I don't know, awaken so much more power than we even realized. And mm -hmm. I guess awaken every part of ourselves. So I, I so mm -hmm. hear that. And it's so beautiful. I, I wanted to um, just finish off by touching on something that we talked about before we actually hit record, <laughs> which I think is going to be really, really important for my audience because there's a lot of leaders mm -hmm. in, um, in my audience and, and those who are listening and, you know, a lot of emerging leaders. So a lot of people that are, you know, only just beginning to really own the fact that they are, really good at what they do and that they are leaders in themselves, whether they've got the role title or not, the role title doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But I know that there can be a lot of imposter syndrome that pops up for leaders as they step into leading a team or starting a business or, you know, giving their first um team members some instructions or um, perhaps being awarded a um, international coach of the year award <laughs> and I would, yeah. love, I would love to hear from you a little bit because um, I, I know you were sharing with me before that you know winning that award brought some stuff up for you and I would love if you feel comfortable to share a little bit of, about that and and how you moved through that feeling of imposter syndrome or, or what tips you might have for some of my um, listeners? Mm. Oh, thank you for the invitation to, yeah, to share on that. So it was a, it was a really big deal because I, I was saying to Emma, I didn't apply for that award. Actually, I applied for an emerging coach award because I didn't think I was at the scale that I'd seen previous winners of the International Coach Award um, where they were at. I thought, oh, you know, maybe in a in another couple of years I'll apply for that one. And I actually received notification that they had bumped me over to this top category of award and um, that I was, yeah, going to be a, a finalist. And... Um, yeah, I, it actually took me a really long time to <laughs> to embody that I, I w had won this award. Um, I felt, you know, as Emma just said, imposter syndrome, not enough, doubt, um, vulnerability. I felt a bit like shrinking and hiding and I felt just, you know, I was comparing myself and thinking, but these people have got better businesses than you. They're, they're on a bigger scale their um reach is bigger um you know their businesses just seemed bigger and better and actually what it came down to it wasn't it wasn't that it was the work that i'm doing and the impact that i'm having and the way that i 
hold as you know a safer and inclusive space and give back and what my vision and purpose is it really was about the why Mm. um which you know I know that that's that's what you talk about but just to just to affirm that you know the the absolute importance of that and the fact that that was what was seen in me and my mission and that's what won the award for me was 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 the why and the work that I was doing to really honor that why so what did I do to expand myself and open myself if you know to be able to receive this that's how it felt I felt like I was almost closed and not not able to receive it and it was very much like a self-worth thing so one of the coaching modalities I use is as feminine embodiment coaching and I used everything I knew on myself to um yeah to to like I said to feel worthy of receiving this award and what it what it's about is basically it you know it's all very feelings based so it's acknowledging the way that you feel and it's about shifting the energy and um basically letting you know through through the feeling sense to connect like what are your you know what are the fears you know where's this coming from what has you know is this a pattern and for me it was it was it's a visibility pattern in my past life not wanted to be visible because that hasn't been safe for me. So it's about moving and feeling and um, growing this capacity and safety in myself to be able to um, feel um, capable in myself to, like I said, to, to, um, to, to receive, to be seen, to be celebrated and to be witnessed really fully. So, you know, it was a lot of movement practice. I use a lot of breath and sound work as well. Um, a lot of, um, I really connect with my womb, um, my womb space, um, because it's a really powerful energetic center. If you have a womb space, it's your creative center it's your power center it's where your intuition your felt sense of intuition not your psychic sense of intuition uh can live in your body um it's it's just a really you know important portal i also i really work with my menstrual cycle as you would probably guess that i might so there are parts of times in my menstrual cycle where i just like really struggle with mindset and really struggle with self-worth and um you know these kind of vulnerabilities and I feel quite wobbly and so knowing when that would come up um I could really you know just have that self-awareness I could be really kind to myself I could nurture myself I could see the kind of beliefs that were coming up for me to acknowledge and, and work through and that would usually come up at the same kind of time Whereas other times in my cycle, I feel much more resilient and like, hell yeah, of course I'm international coach of the year. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, Own it. yeah, uh, for me, it was, it's this real sense of, um, like, you know, those feelings that come up when you, you feel like you're not enough and that doubt, like yeah. it lives in your body as energy. And if we, if it's trapped, it stays and what stays grows. So it's about releasing that feeling that expressing it um and kind of rewriting this new relationship with where you're going to magnetize what you want so i hope that kind of makes sense but that that was my process and um it was extremely supportive amazing and i think that'll be really really helpful for those listening i think the the really key piece that i hear in there um that i can definitely relate to my myself is uh trying to uh, I guess, ignore or pretend like those feelings of not enoughness are not there mm-hmm. ra- rather than, you know, giving them some space to actually move and be mm-hmm. released and knowing that from that place of actually seeing them and feeling them mm-hmm. that that's what they need and that's what will help them move through, which will then allow you to move towards where you want to be 
instead yeah. and and help you really step into that role of a leader and and own that own that power and own that title and own own that impact that um mm. that you are so deserving to have so thank you so much charlotte that has just it's just been such a joy i have a million questions for you but i, <laughs> I feel like maybe they'll have to be a part two thank you um, so much for having me Oh, thank you. I I wanted to finish off by asking, you know, where can where can we hear more of you? Uh, do you have anything else you want to share? Do you have some communities, anything free that we can sign up to? Um, you know, how can how can we connect further? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I have a podcast. Um, it's called Wild Flow with Charlotte Puanto. Um, and it's all about um these kind of topics and you know taking this cyclical approach honoring your body reclaiming your cycle um you know with a real focus on you know as a woman and your personal practice as a mother and as a you know in business and work as well um so go check that out um i've got a free guide to charting your cycle and understanding your cycle and these different seasonal energies um that is uh, through my website when you subscribe uh what else i've got a facebook group called the wild flow circle where i share advice and tips and answer questions and just be in service of of the amazing women who are there and also um on the 31st of may i'm doing a free circle um, like a free class in the evening and it's called your cycle your superpower so it's for you if you're interested in in charting with your cycle um, so that you can relate to you know the different seasons of your menstrual cycle and then how you can work with those like harness those use them to your advantage in these different realms of life you know it's for yourself beginners wanting to get started it's a good one for beginners and it's also it, it's kind of going to meet you where you're at so i'm going to prepare this there's a workbook that you can i'll guide you through in the call and then you can take it away and there'll be things you can start to implement straight away so if you're brand new um, and even if you know a little bit about this as well then it's going to help you to um to be more in that feminine and to yeah really work with your cycle as your superpower so that's the 31st oh my gosh, of may it sounds amazing and so, it's free. so good <gasps> free 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 yeah. can't get enough amazing thank you so much charlotte that event sounds incredible i personally am signed up um so yeah definitely sign up if what you've heard today has been of interest and um i don't know if you're anything like me when i first got started with this stuff um there was a lot to try and digest so i feel like um it's just a, such a perfect place if you want to get the one-on-one on um on cyclical living amazing thank you so much for having me oh pleasure thank you sending you big love and to you my love thank you